0: or swearing good evening (laughs) good evening everybody and a very warm welcome to a lyceum evening where all topics are appertaining to spiritualism uh we hold these regularly on our saturday night talks an incredibly popular great melting pot of ideas wonderful people donating their time and their knowledge to share with us Tonight, absolutely no exception. Uh, a, lovely, a lovely lady, Angela Foster, who, who uh, we, we're working together a little bit, aren't we, at the moment, Angela? Just
1: slightly. Well, I'm nagging him to death, you know.
0: Something yeah. thing. <laughs> 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 and it's an absolute joy, absolute joy working with you. Thank you. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, tonight's topic is the role of the recipient. Now, when Angela floated this uh, idea to me, I thought that's great, because we're always talking about our mediums, be they evidential, philosophical, whatever, or our churches, our centers, or our training. But what about the person sat there getting the message? What about that person who comes into our churches, our centers, our private sittings? What about them? So far, they have escaped the scrutiny, but no more. (laughs) So, Angela, my darling, we are looking forward to a wonderful evening with you.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me back with this topic that I feel is so close to my heart. Now, we know the demonstration of mediumship demonstrates that life continues after death. And we know that the medium acts as a conduit for the spirit world. But we also know, and you know, whether you're a medium or have been at the end and have been a recipient, that the least well-trained within this triumvirate, this group of three, is the recipient. And we know that this can cause us so many issues during a demonstration. We tend to have been taught that the role is passive. And although the medium doesn't want a conversation with the recipient, in order to remain focused with spirit, the recipient can definitely affect the success of a message. So therefore, I'm going to have a look at a, a PowerPoint that i put together. It's just one slide, it's nothing too much. And afterwards, perhaps we can discuss whether the, me, the, the recipient should receive any training. You know, what not normally happens is that there are two or three words said at the beginning of a service. Please admit that you can take the message as quickly as you can if it's appropriate. Say yes, no, or maybe don't feed the medium. We've heard all these expressions. And I also add, if you hear from your gran and you don't want to speak with her, then just say so. But this is just a drop in the ocean as to how it affects the response that we get back from the the recipient. And you know who are the worst recipients? The mediums. We suddenly, don't we? We suddenly lose all decorum. We want to message grab. We want to hear from our dad or our granddad. You know, we want to feed the medium because that's what we do because we can't keep quiet. We're so used to chatting for 15 minutes or an hour and a half. So I thought we'd have a look at the dynamic of the spirit world, the medium and the recipient and just see what happens when it looks in colour on a printed piece of paper. So I'm going to do a present. Now, I've only learned how to do this today, so you'll have to bear with me. Oh, right, I'm going to put that one up first. You see, if you don't do things in the right order, it <laughs> won't agree with you. There you are, share. Now, two seconds. There it is, there yeah. it is. So I can say this is all my own work. So this is the lovely egg shape that holds the meaning of life. And I've called it the workings of the triumvirate, how the three blend and engage, the spirit world, the recipient, and the medium. And I thought we might look at each little part in in isolation. So we have the medium, and we know that the medium will want to blend with the spirit world. And that blending has to be very deep and very pure to create this wonderful link but at the same time we also want to link with the recipient and the two ways we can do this we can do it by ignoring the spirit world and you can see that in the little green where it says a psychic link and that's what we often will do with a psychic reading and the recipient there there's this little area where the medium and the recipient link and the psychic link as you see the wording there but at the same time, the recipient is also involved in this uh, in this triumvirate. So, what does the spirit want? What does the recipient want to do? Well, it'll want to link with us, lovely, and it'll also want to link with the spirit world. Now, if it only links with the spirit world and totally ignores us, they know that they can feel this shared emotional link. You know, very often when your granddad or your dad or your mum or your best friend, your husband, your wife have come in. You can feel that emotional link, but you're ignoring the medium. If you connect with the medium and not with the world of spirit, you get the psychic link and you may or may not feel very much at all. So there is a perfect sweet spot right in the middle of this union, where the spirit world, the recipient and the medium all meet, right in the middle. And you know, although it may have different connections as far as verbal communication is concerned, that intensity creates that beautiful moment where you realize actually that each of them have an extremely important role to play. That not one is less than the other. That if anyone is missing, then this whole beautiful connection can break down and become something completely different. It can become a shared emotional link with recipient to spirit world, it can become a, um, a psychic link if it's just the recipient and the medium and the medium, if with the spirit world is in meditation and doing their own thing and not even acknowledging that the recipient is there. So we have underestimated just the power the recipient has in this relationship. And by doing so, we completely ignore the fact that they may need some training. The spirit world know, well knows what's happening. The medium knows what's happening. We've had years of experience. The recipient gets two minutes on mass before the, uh, the medium comes on the platform. And then they have to remember all this once that emotional link with the spirit world comes into force. The area around the edge is the spirit world who all the time know exactly what's happening. Today, I needed to speak to a student They did not know that I would ask them to create a link with the spirit world. I had to become that recipient. I probably wasn't very good at it, so excited as I usually am when the mediums get a link. You know what we're like, we don't get them that often. (laughs) But what happens is that the spirit world are there to contain us, like the outside of an Easter egg, perhaps. They know exactly what's going to be contained in that energy field. They know exactly the part that they have to play to make this work. The medium knows exactly the part we have to play to make it work. The recipient doesn't. So I'd like to ask you some questions tonight. I would like to find out if any of you feel if there should be some formal training for the uh, for the medium, uh, for, sorry, for the recipient. What form should this take? And would this be tolerated or accepted by the recipient? Uh, the congregation as a whole that's a question I leave with you
0: brilliant well it's not like you Angela to leave your uh, sitters with questions and work to do he says tongue in cheek uh, Wait, <laughs> <laughs> seriously everybody you have a conversation with Angela and you come out with five jobs and you're like hang on a minute how does mm-hmm. that happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're telling you the order that they have to come in. I mean, you know, I don't just leave you to choose. I mean, that would be oh. silly, wouldn't it? Oh, so,
0: oh, so there is uh, free will. Oh,
1: hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <in> your
0: <laughs> free will, you can do it now or later. Yeah,
1: Yes. So getting back to the topic in hand sir, Sorry. Such a disruptor. Tell us what we, what we should be doing about this. Is there an answer to the meaning of life, or the role of the uh, recipient?
0: Uh, it, the, this topic is really uh, very close to my heart at the moment because uh, in the world of today, I know I've experienced it firsthand as a platform medium and talking with others are picking up similar experiences And the phrase pulling teeth has been said quite a few times. We see it on some of the Zoom services and then, somebody will give the evidence of somebody They will build up this picture, this character, and they put it out there saying, does somebody understand it? And everybody will sit there going, no, no, no. And they might go, Angela, would you understand this? Oh yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And you think, hang on, what is that block? What what has happened? Why do people uh, not really engage with it? I don't know. There's something has happened since COVID and the lockdowns where people are that little bit more detached. And this has been actually reflected in many a church and centre service as well. Uh, you can stand there talking at people and just suddenly realise we're not engaging. Now, You obviously, what do we do as a medium? Oh, I've got it wrong. But you think, no, I've not got it wrong, but something has changed and I need to engage uh, our congregations in a different way.
1: I think you've made an interesting point there, but I'd like to just quickly refer to a wonderful handout that I've got to thank uh, Nicola Shortland-Neal for. When she describes the different sorts of recipient, the different types of recipients, and she talks about the reluctant recipients, those who are waiting for somebody particular to come or a particular yeah. piece of information, or those who understand who it is but doesn't want to speak up like the sort you were talking about just then, or who may just be shy or have had some sort of trauma so they don't want to discuss it. Um, in an open forum, or they're just waiting for the one particular person. Or prove it to me. I mean, we all know the recipient. Mm-hmm. And if you give them, a, if you give them a, a comment like, um, "So, you know, would you like me to give you some more information?" They're going to say yes, aren't they? They're. Yeah. And then she talks about the enthusiastic recipients, the chatty ones. Well, that's probably me, and the ones who, are you know, anxious to take anybody that comes with three legs, four arms, two noses. You know, you could say anything, they'd go yes to. And then we get the perfect recipient. And that's the sort that we want to encourage on the platform. Those with an open mind and heart that understands the information is a proof of survival. That they will take steps if necessary afterwards to verify information which has been given to them. Um, and that each communicator may come with a specific reason that isn't about what the um, The recipient needs or wants but it comes from the need of the communicator you know and then they've got the courage to say yes there are so many aspects of this that is more than just about there's a group of people and one of you hell or high water is going to take the message that i give you
0: yeah yeah very true lovely jamie williamson good point jamie as an idea why not hand out leaflets explaining what a recipient should expect of a medium and their role
1: yeah we need to do something
0: yeah and and jamie I, the handout of leaflets is one thing but in this day and age where we are so engrossed now <coughs> with we we started off with just newsletters available in the church but now as our reach has gone out further and further into Uh, social media and websites I mean that's quite a a valid point to just include that description because people are coming into our energies who are looking for something 99% of people walking through the church door they're looking for something and they've not had an exposure to spiritualism there's not been the understanding if there was it may have been uh after two pints down the local social club and an evening off so yeah that's actually jamie that is a really uh good po- you have started me off now jamie i'm gonna have to be editing the websites thank you
1: <laughs> he has he's made a really good point and and the thing is that if if the recipient understood how important their role was that if they if they weren't there then then the mediumship wouldn't happen. It wouldn't be necessary in it in that form. If they understood how important their their role was, then how much better the communication could be. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that is really add value. Yeah. yeah, that is. I'm already formulating it. <laughs> After we go off air, I would be upstairs editing.
1: <laughs> There'll be a course on it, won't there? With a certificate at the end of it. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, of certificate. <laughs> a cup of tea oh absolutely (laughs) right
1: To get it right
0: absolutely (laughs) in the real world uh example i i'm good on my signage down here at paul and we've got blackboards that go out in the drive and when i advertise a divine service i will put underneath it is philosophy healing and evidential mediumship because that gives people an idea of what to expect So, this is the next step on from that. So, yeah, good idea, Jamie. Thank you. You send the invoice, you know the address. (laughs) (laughs) Suit out to end. I feel it would be dependent on whether the recipient simply wants messages. There may be more interest in those who are interested in developing a richer understanding of spiritualism. Yeah.
1: What's interesting about that one is that when you're on the spot as a recipient, then to be honest, all you want to do is to hear from that loved one. And I don't know if it really engages. It's an interesting one, one for debate, whether it really engages with the bigger topic of understanding spiritualism. But I will say that for everybody else in the congregation, then that is about developing a rich understanding of spiritualism. So you've got the two dynamics going on. You've got the individual who is absolutely in the moment, full of emotion with their loved one. And then you've got everybody else listening who's connected to that um, emotion. In fact, you probably could use the yellow area of that diagram even to include the audience, to be the audience, in fact, Uh, rather than the spirit world, who are feeling that emotion. And we do feel the sadness and the joy and um, the you know, if we're connecting in, we can feel that, that as live as the, the recipient can, but they will be taking it on board in a much broader sense and understanding that this is another example of um, that life continues. So I think that works on both levels anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, you hear comments after a service <coughs> where a particularly poignant message has been delivered and other people in the service go out and go oh my god i felt that yeah i really felt that emotion in somebody else's communication because something i emphasize down here and say never forget as being part of that three-way conversation your message may be somebody else's evidence this is why it's important we open up that communication but drawing the line of yes that's my dad he was in the air force uh, and he got shot down over germany you know and he's just like hang on <laughs> i just want to yes <laughs> please just yes
1: <laughs> but that's i i i find that that's why if you if you tell if you give the medium gives a message in the form of a story and rather than a scattergun approach of facts that that's when ing- the the audience or the congregation is engaged. Mm. They are hearing about a story because we are, we, everybody is brought up on stories, stories feed our lives, whether it's the box in the corner of the room nowadays or sitting around the campfire, we have storytelling as part of our innate nature. So yeah. in order to, if we deliver a message through a story, Um, then that is going to engage people and make them understand that we really are talking about somebody, a real person here, and not just facts out of a, you know, out of the local family Bible, to be honest. Then that's going to engage with them on a more emotional level uh, anyway. But also we've got to remember that that's the job of the philosophy. The philosophy is designed to uh, um, reach many, whereas the, the mediumship is probably more likely to reach one but then again could reach everybody if it's done in the appropriate way and the uh, energy is right
0: hugely and i love that about the story uh, i saw recently an example and it was beautiful <coughs> where it started off with he's holding up a fish but from that fish this whole story unfolded about being a competition fisherman and the recipient had been to canada in a contest with this gentleman of fish you know and i thought that's beautiful this is what we should when you say the scattergun uh is something i've been working on a lot with myself everything you're shown there's there's a story yes
1: one there item story well as i said to somebody today one item could take 20 minutes to describe yeah one item.
0: Exactly, because and that builds it, and that brings that person, that personality in the sweet spot. Coin that phrase, thank you. you like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Libby Bellhouse. Right, Lipstar. A couple of comments, often heard rippling through departing participants. Well, I could take some of it, but not all of it, so thought it best not to put my hand up, And or I knew it was for me, but someone else took it yeah that's a
1: common one actually i'd like to make a comment about that i firmly believe that the medium needs to be the captain of the ship Mm. or the director of the orchestra and it is up to um, the medium to take charge so even if we say look if you can't take all of it again telling telling the congregation what they want what they need to do if you can't take all of it then let me know and they should be saying what can you take and what can't you take yeah and you know encouraging this communication that's why i don't like personally going direct initially i like to be able to give some information to show that i'm not working psychically and that i'm not just choosing a friend out of the audience, out of the congregation to say here are the facts from the spirit world who can take it and if you encourage that um, environment to be more proactive to um, become involved. And the medium, if they're with the wrong person, if they've got anything about them, they should know they're with the wrong person. Yeah. They should really know. Yeah. But very often the information is so generalized that it could quite easily apply. But it's interesting, the person who says, I knew it was for me, but somebody else took it, they will probably have had a much stronger emotional link with that communication, which proved it was their message and the medium probably took the easy route out because you know, I've said it to myself look, I'm sorry, I know you're taking this information, but I don't feel it's with you. I'm not feeling the connection here.
0: Yeah, you, you do, voice.
1: don't you? It's, you do. It you doesn't do. go. It doesn't go. Yeah. It doesn't go. And they can move, they, they move back and say, okay, you know, the spirit will move back and say, well, you know, I can tell you as much as you like, but you're know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not talking to my niece here, I'm not talking to my daughter here. So, until I do, I'm not going to come and connect with you. Yeah. It's really about education.
0: It is, it is, uh, and we, we've got this huge fluid environment week in, week out in our churches and our centers and uh, wherever, uh, evidential mediumship is demonstrated of, I always say here at Paul, each and every service is unique because it's made up of all the energies of everybody here today that's not going to ever be recreated Mm. There will always even if you all came back next week there will be those subtle shifts in the energy which would bring in a difference uh, and a change but it's also about engaging um, our congregations and this is something I do uh quite a lot of down here (laughs) whether I know some people like it and some people may not but that's fine we are allowed to be different I've I go to places and it's come in sit down be spoken at and go home and you don't feel part of what's going on you feel more like you're at a lecture or something so when it does come to the evidential part you're not as the recipient, you're not in that right frame of being engaged because it's like, yeah. oh, why are you talking to me now? <laughs>
1: right. yep.
0: Jen Stevenson's picked up on that. Uh, so says Laurie always tells the congregation, it is a three-way process in the service. However, some congregations don't seem to realize this and view it more of a performance than they are watching rather than taking about a valid part in it. Uh, yeah, that just mirrors what I was saying there, Jen. Thank you. Uh, we, we need, in you know, a church service or a centre service. It is a huge, wonderful coming together of people. Uh, and it should be that big inclusive hug to people to welcome them in, to make them feel comfortable, to make them understand their presence. I often say on the platform, you know, ladies and gents, You've not come here to watch us. We are working what you're bringing to the table. And without that, we would not be working.
1: Do you think it's how we have everybody seated? Do you think mm. if we embrace the concept of circle more, yeah, it would be a different attitude?
0: Definitely. I... <laughs> You probably yeah. can't see it very well behind me, but we've got a different service on tomorrow. So we've got a different format, but it is designed. I'm looking at it as an energetic object of the whole focus is coming onto the platform with for the naming ceremony. The family, baby and everything are sort of in. How do I describe this? they're in the middle of one end, and the platforms in the middle of the other end. So all that focus is around the family and the baby, but also obviously, with deference to the service to the talk for hide till day and everything. And yeah, moving chairs around uh, and trying different formats instead of rigid disciplines does work it does work
1: yeah I think it's got I mean that's probably why there isn't this formality um through zoom and platforms like this that's why you get people you know and I'm not you know I can't see anybody here I don't know how many of you are there How how many are watching at the moment do we know
0: uh there's 24 on the church page that's without my page and the YouTube
1: Oh, thank you. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming tonight. But you know, I just wonder whether there is this more sense of informality through Zoom. So, you get people's whose you know, decorum perhaps isn't as it should be. And we have to remind people that this is a maybe a service or whatever. And you know, I think we can all tell stories of amazing sites that we would have seen that we had never seen in a church situation. <laughs> but because of that informality, maybe we are encouraging this inclusivity in a different way. There is no obvious platform there is no obvious chairman you know it's Mm. um it's just people coming together in in the way that the old circles used to be i just wondered about that what do you think
0: uh yes and again you can see behind me we have actually got the rostrum out on the platform uh which is needed because it's quite an involved service and we just need that quick reference thinking am i doing it right okay Nine times out of 10, I will say to the medium, do you need the rostrum to read from? And if not, I just think happy days. I find it, I don't like being on these rostrums, which have got all the stuff in front of them. I understand, you know, you've got the screen for the ladies in skirts. I get it, I get it, I get it. But I feel cut off. And if I'm feeling cut off, well then I can probably, it's a fair bet to say the congregation are feeling that cut off as well.
1: You yeah, know. we're creating that, them and us. I mean, I'm only, apparently, so the hospital told me last week, and I don't believe them. I think they lied. I'm only four foot ten. So you can imagine me again. A, <laughs> a really. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it. Oh, that was comfortable. Uh, I think they were lying, you know, like they do about everything. I think the hospital was just having me on. but uh, yeah. um, There
0: was... The- Uh, Sorry to interrupt you. There's a really interesting photo of the open door sanctuary, uh, Simon James, Brian Robertson's. And I just noticed their seating arrangements, which I thought, I love that. Their seating arrangement is curved both sides around a middle walkway space. And you're right in the middle of people and walking around. I thought, do you know what? I love that. I absolutely love that because you're in, you're you're together, mm. you know. Yeah, there's no barriers there, and even with their rostrum, they've got a beautiful rostrum, very big, quite low, no barriers, no barriers there at all. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, you 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 know how to work energy, and that's great.
1: Can you imagine how, what that must do to the energy of everybody there? Mm. I mean, it's almost like enclosing them in in the tent, you know, when you're doing trance. I mean, that must really have a a very physical engagement about how we should be communicating. Yeah, wonderful.
0: I, I think in these days, the talk of energy has become much more prevalent. And people are starting to get a much better understanding of that. And with that understanding comes these opportunities to try things, to do things slightly, you know, change (laughs) is inevitable. So you have two choices. You can grasp it or run away and hide. But yeah, play uh, the Reverend Nick. Where is he? Where is his comment? Goodness, we're very chatty tonight, lovely. Reverend Nick Brown, we curve the seats in our church rather than lines to help inclusion because it does. Mm. You know, when you you sat at home in front of the fireplace, you haven't got settee, armchair, armchair, you naturally curve it around. You sit around a a dining table. You don't sit in a line, unless you go to Wagamama's. But... (laughs)
1: But don't you see this is a way of telling people subconsciously you are important. Yeah. It's not a them and us situation.
0: Very much. Well. If,
1: if we're doing this in a very physical way, then the mental and the emotional connection begins to take form. And perhaps there, the education will be of a different nature. It will be of a very visual nature. Like you are important. I mean, it was always this one that you should, um, Never walk amongst the congregation. Remember, we were taught this? Don't walk Gloria, amongst the congregation. Don't
0: come down off the platform, you'll break back,
1: You'll break exactly, <laughs> you know, just shout to the person at the back of the room and then work forward. You know, I mean there are all these ridiculous rules. But I I think we've just missed a trick here. And in doing so, we we've created big problems for ourselves.
0: Mm. But again. Uh, Although this time after 2020 obviously has brought a lot of challenges to us, it's also brought a lot of opportunities to actually break the mold, to go, Mm. okay, we've always done it this way, but why? Uh, And that energy is still going out into our lives and into politics and whatever. You know, and we are more questioning now, but in the churches and centers, you've got this try-think I know some people are going to say, ah, but Mrs. So-and-so always sits there. This is why I continually mess around with the chairs at pool, (laughs) because nobody gets a chance to claim a chair for their own, because next week, you know, it's going to be moved. So you just carry on. And um, people are okay with it. Mm. <laughs> I, I save, we'll probably get about 20 comments in now. So well <laughs> you know, it's really annoying, Lawrence. Forget
1: I paid
0: for that chair, I want my chair. That was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it my name
1: no, on it's it. A a I <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <it might> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Comment here from, Greg Greg Hopkins. Bit the downside. I have experience of a medium and told a recipient who was also a trainee medium that you need to understand how to take a message before you can give one. So that's one part of it. Yeah. Uh, but then he continues to say all the information given to the recipient was totally wrong, nothing was relevant, it was upsetting and rude. It's not always the recipient's fault. Sometimes the medium is wrong and needs the humility to accept that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good statement. I, I agree with the first part, that trainee, I encourage people in circles to go to a service. And I'm not saying come here. I don't, care, don't care where you go. Go to a service. See how mediums work. See how it feels to be in the congregation. Look at the things that you think, oh, ooh, I, I like that. That's really good. Or, oh, God, that's irritating. Um, I know while well, we kept leaving about a half a minute pause between each sentence and it was like please don't do that
1: <laughs> yes exactly yeah i mean so, it's, yeah. there's some interesting stuff happening here isn't there mm. Either the, the medium is so glad to have picked somebody in the audience that they'll give any in the info they'll give information out and it's not for them and the right person hasn't owned up to it but you know there is so much here about the discipline of how to present information how not to be pushy i mean there is there is a discipline and it all boils down to that word as you know we're we're holding a course on this in in a couple of weeks but there there are rules of engagement and even the spirit world have to know what can and can't be said they know jolly well that if they are going to start using swearing and cussing which some of them do that we are not Mm -hmm. going to repeat that as mediums We are going to have to find ways of considering the recipient's sensitivities. So again, this is a whole dynamic which needs to be handled with care and to be appropriate. A good medium, a good recipient and a spirit world who know what their job is at at any given moment.
0: Yeah, very true. You see uh, sometimes the ones I call the bulldozer medium. -hmm. You know, and they will fire a a load of facts and figures and whatever at you, and you don't get any chance to interact. You know, you could be totally right, which would be wonderful to everybody else to hear, but they're negating that chance of them being wrong. You know, and as an evidential medium, when I get a no, that's fine because that means Mm -hmm. I need to go back, right? Where did what did I drop? Oh, okay. Would you understand it this way?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Power of the yeah. well, I absolutely agree with that, that, you know, we shouldn't be frightened of no's. No's just mean that we have to fine tune it. And it also allows us to get, connect back with that, with that en- energetic link, rather than um, putting our own um, interpretation on something. So yes, yeah. absolutely.
0: Uh, Keith Morn picked up on something interesting that's been rattling around in my energy for a, just a wee while. Some people expect everything, names, places, facts, and understanding. Others expect nothing and are geared up for disappointment. A brief introduction before giving a reading explained that it's difficult to talk to spirit on what they say can be confusing and not what people expect can help. There he goes on saying, that Twig decided platform work couldn't unite expectations and work solely on private reading mediums during platform can't announce a name and can anyone take it they have to sing hang on we're missing a bit of that no we're not that's it um yeah the thing i'm yes i see what he's getting
1: at yeah
0: the thing i'm picking up there there was uh, a few discussions going on about uh mediums should if a sitter says what's their name The medium should go back to spirit, get their name and give it to them, which, to a degree, I understand. However, it does open up. Oh, what's their name? So and so. What's their postcode? What's their telephone number? What's their STD? You know, and you, you get to that point of saying, actually, we as mediums have got to trust in the spirit world there is a certain amount of trust and understanding from the recipient's point of view that you you know, have you ever had it, you given a full description of say a father, and this is based on a personal experience, character, everything. And the sitter's gone, well, what's his name? Uh, me being me, I just turned around and said, sorry, when you were 15 watching Tiz Was and your dad walked in the room, did you say, what's your name?
1: <laughs> Do you know, you make you make a very good point here and the, the problem is that then you are engaging with the recipient in a conversation yeah. you're on a you on a psychic link which yeah. you might be able to read the name from their aura it might happen I've yeah. happened to me but you might happen' and then you suddenly and the spirit will go to say oh thanks very much but we're getting bored now you know yeah. you've, you've come out of that sweet spot by them asking um I know it's it's easy to Want specific bits of information i mean one of the one of the points that uh, nicola makes is here is uh, asking for an agreed word that was made um before passing Mm. you know um i think wasn't it who was it houdini always said that he would give that he had a a message that would be specific for uh his wife or his his daughter or the member of the relationship and and that he would if he could prove that that's how he'd come back that's how the the way he'd use it he'd, he'd the weird word but the problem is as soon as you start having this conversation then you are disconnecting so the recipient is important but verbally it's only about two percent of the communication it's yes no maybe emotionally it's it's 50 percent because you want that sweet spot in the middle so it blends so it's not separate but it can be very disconcerting and again this is part of the education package we have to say that you you know it you may be hearing from somebody who you hadn't expected you've got to think outside the box
0: yeah yeah often especially when people come in in great distress and great grief they want to hear from that one person um Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason my personal feeling on that is you're not quite ready yet love because if you were here for them now when that message stops, you're going to lose them all over again And that doesn't sit well with me. You know, we've got to have that level of acceptance. So you do get somebody else step in. But of course, that's pushed aside because the focus is on that one person.
1: Actually, Andy Bing makes that comment very well. He says that he would never give anybody a reading that had had a bereavement uh, less than six months ago.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I get it. I I do get it. I've seen it. I've worked with it. Uh, I do understand the process there we we do need to go through that acceptance phase Mm. which some people go through very quickly other people takes a lot longer Mm. sue townsend years ago the congregation were asked to send their love towards the medium to enhance the connection with spirit maybe that needs to be reintroduced what's your thoughts
1: that's an interesting one, because whether we call it love or, or energy or whatever it is, it's, it's saying to the medium, whoever you bring forward, we accept with love, light, truth, trust and wisdom, whatever words you might want to use, whether or not it is for us, the, relate, the, the, the uh, spirit world will come through wherever the need is greatest. And if the congregation accept that that is the case, then you don't get the same situation with quite those who will take anybody that comes through on every occasion, because mm-hmm. they will recognize that the need will come for those which might mean two messages, which might mean three messages. Although I always say the second and third don't have to be long. But if that is where the spirit world needs the energy to go to heal, then that's what will happen. and. So therefore, if people come with that idea of of love towards a medium, it's not selfish.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, And I'm a great uh, discipline that we were talking about this pre going live tonight. You hear some of the, oh, I've got to do that for the energy, or somebody has got to do this for the energy or the energy wasn't very good. Actually, the energy is our responsibility you know as working mediums we should be able to work on top of a bus down a coal mine next to big Ben Bells going off Uh, (laughs) because we're we're immediately building in that oh if I get it wrong I've got an excuse and it's sort of like no if I get it wrong it's down to me it's me not listening or me having a large whiskey before I got up here that doesn't happen (laughs)
1: You heard never. it here first, everybody. It wasn't
0: whiskey. I never mix my spirits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, i just take a sip of water here, everybody. Just, just, just Oh, right.
0: It. Yeah. Water, everybody. <laughs> we yeah. seem to have struck uh, on a little chord here. This is interesting. Libby is saying, I love the idea of a service in the round energy focal point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, know, um, why not experiment with the, how about this, a service outside? How wonderful.
1: Oh, wow. I'm getting a right little tingle about this. The spirit world are quite engaged with this conversation. I'm sure they, they know the best way all this is going to happen. They've just been waiting for us to go, oh, it's our idea. And they're going, oh, don't be silly. Of course it's not your, our, your idea, it's our idea. We're just waiting for you to listen and to yeah. talk about it.
0: <laughs> okay, it's your idea. Uh, <laughs>
1: I love a service in the round. What a beautiful title. What what a beautiful title that would be, having a service in the round.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's great. Libby, I'm going to be over your church with a spanner and get those seats out and I'll bring some chairs in for you, love. All right. (laughs) Uh. The pews.
1: Yeah, the pews that you get a lot of money for pews these days. Great on the (laughs) second market.
0: Uh, and again jen stevenson medium being at the front is a bit like the school teacher at the front of the classroom removing that barrier might might make people in the congregation more keen to contribute yeah mm. there's yeah. a lot of conversation tonight thank you everybody
1: i can't see it so i'm relying i'm relying on our lady here to to share it <laughs> it's really interesting yeah.
0: Uh, gosh, is this so much? And some of them, do you mind
1: if I just close my curtains? I'm feeling very exposed here, it's very light. Um, hang on a second, everybody. I'm not, it's just gonna, won't be a second. Perfect.
0: There we go. You're now in your trance room, are we? So, (laughs) we're now gonna see.
1: Yeah,
0: I was a little bit exposed there for the whole of the street. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, lovely Chris Shear, How are you, Chris? i have heard of you for ages. Is it down to confidence a lot of the time and lack of understanding? Should the focus not be so much on ways to do it or rules, but more allowing the message to flow and feel the experience as mediums work while being educating from op- opinions and shared experiences of others? quite a lot there Chris but uh, you're you're talking about I assume here from the mediums point of view from the evidential mediums uh picking up on some of the comments earlier on
1: well if I understand this I mean there's a lot there mm. it hasn't worked up to now has it yeah that's, that's my thinking that you know even when you see a really really good medium we all seem to react in exactly the same way. And that we are all still saying, making the same comments. So maybe the time has come for something a bit more pointed. Just to make people go, oh, I didn't realize. No, I actually had a medium who was, and I hate this expression, a message grabber. Yeah. And if she's here tonight, I apologize but I had to find some way of explaining how her experience could be so much better. Well, it wasn't so much the message, it was the communication during the message. So I apologize about that, but you know, I just, I had to find some way of explaining to her. So I actually, when I had just written this, I actually took her one side and said, look, I need you to have a look at this. I'm going to be teaching this, but I need to share this with you and see what you think. And she said, I didn't realize just didn't realize so i think sometimes we actually have to lay the cards on the line and say this is what's happening this is the dynamic of what's happening and give people a very visual view of why it's important because doing this in a very subjective way doesn't seem to have worked up to now
0: Hmm. and also we have uh in the main new congregations in our churches and centers since 2020 we've seen uh, the falling away of quite a few of the uh, more mature members of our congregations not happy about going out anymore or whatever and god bless them but equally we've had a big rise in people coming into our churches and centers trying to make sense of life mm. um so We've always got to keep working on everything on ground level one point zero. We do do it, don't we? We we talk there sometimes because we're all on that level. Somebody coming in for the first time is going brilliant question by somebody once in a talk. What is the circle? And I went,
1: thank you. Oh, I remember I remember the word when the word aura was first used. I didn't I got clue. You say you said oh. Uh, myself and this medium can extend our auras to the edge of the universe, and I, I hadn't got a clue what she was going on about. Yeah,
0: i got yeah. a clue. Yeah, so we we need to be mindful with our uh, language as well, because when I say language, what we're saying, because we, it's easy just to be working on your level, and this is not putting anybody higher or lower. It's just different uh, trains of thought. And remember. I love it sometimes when a medium will say, is anybody here for the first time? Now, I, I quite like that as an introduction, you know, because it does help people. Go, well, you know, the brave ones will go, yeah, and they may give a little explanation there or something. And again, that person then is drawn in and included, uh, not sat there as, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? Judy Julie Caswell. Uh, I've been given a message before that I could not take. And because I said I could not take it, I've been told by the medium that spirit are never wrong. <laughs> but that may be true, but the medium can.
1: <laughs> well, that's just ego. I mean, that is just ego taking it and and, and, this, and the medium not wanting to work hard to get the right recipient. And to be honest, it may be that the information is either given in a form that you don't understand, Julie, or given about stuff that you just don't know. So it's, it's difficult, you know, if, if if the medium is absolutely insistent that the, the message was with you, then it can be very difficult. But again, th- there are certain ways, there are certain things on a, a public demonstration that, can, that shouldn't necessarily be placed in a public demonstration. There mm-hmm. is, in the private sitting, you have more opportunity to say, look, I can't be with anybody else. So I know I'm with you but maybe this is information you need to take away and find out if in fact um, this applies to you, or maybe it is without fortune telling, maybe it's an awareness of what your future could be if you made certain decisions, it's very difficult to tell. So it's, it really depends on how the medium presents the information and where they present the information as to just how palatable that comment is to you. And in a public demonstration, to be told you're wrong and I'm right is not the best way and to, yeah. to, to give it. Maybe taking on one side afterwards and saying, look, please consider. I mean, there is a there used to be a lot of discussion going on outside the demonstration. If the medium felt she needed to or he needed to go to somebody afterwards and say, look, I know I was with you. I'm sorry if it didn't seem applicable at this moment in time but just go away and think about it. And here's my number, if you want to yeah. you know, find, it does resonate with you. So it's all about people skills, isn't it, Laurie, at the end of the day?
0: Very much, very much. Um, and it is putting that ego. and we do get it, do we not sometimes when delivering a message, there's that bit more, which is not for up there, and it's nobody else's business. And you just say, I- don't go without having a quick chat with me and then you can bring it out in that one-to-one basis but yeah it is people skills and we we get taught an awful lot do we not about how to work with spirit how to develop a message how you know all on evidential mediumship but we we're not backing up with prayer philosophy people skills presentation talking to the back of the room (laughs)
1: My classes will deliver a lot of that, I can assure you, in buckets, absolutely in buckets. There's a lot of structure involved, and stuff that most of us will have absorbed quite naturally, and some point is that people will say, well, actually, I didn't think of it like that. And, you know, as anybody is, it's not for any one of us to tell another person how to be, to behave, how to think, but sometimes a different perspective can... Add new colour yeah. to the situation, to your palette of colour.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to give it away, but I, uh, one of the guest demonstrators down here, we sat and watched the service in the evening, and I noticed something they were doing in the address, and I went, I like that. I, uh, and I have built that into my addresses, and it works really well, and it sits well with me. It made me actually look at the way I deliver addresses, and you know, when we first start off, sometimes the address can be the most terrifying part, so you tend to go through it, don't you?
1: Yeah,
0: oh, yes, well, you know, we've all got to be really nice to each other, and that habit carries on. And it wasn't until seeing this person demonstrate, I went, Oh my god, you know, there's me, pack of horses, because I've become accustomed to deliver it working in that way you're gonna to have
1: to bring that up in the class i'm afraid you're absolutely on point we all want to know what that is and we can practice it So, secret. no you can't be secret you gotta share your secrets gotta be nice man
0: five or each
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> lovely marion frisbee oh,
1: and
0: uh yeah a different perspective than what we've been talking about on uh, the, the layouts which is great It is lovely to see a medium work. Often, if they leave the platform and disappear behind you, you miss out on seeing the medium work. At a service recently, sitting in the front row, we spent 45 minutes staring at a blank wall because everything was happening behind us. We certainly didn't feel included. Also, on another occasion, the medium left the platform, stood directly in front of the recipient down in the aisle for five minutes and then gave information about a ring The recipient was wearing psychic or there's only a certain amount of narrative you can put in these (laughs) comments. So this is why they keep cutting Mm off. But yeah, that does sound like psychometry. But yeah, a a good, you know, you, you can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to jump off the platform and work with people because that needs to be considered. You know, if you are doing that and working halfway up the aisle with somebody, have you now cut off the front part of the church? You can't see you.
1: Well, Marion and I actually trained together for a while here in here in Huntingdon, so I, I know Mario from old, but um, the problem is that's to do with layout again, isn't it? That wouldn't yeah. happen in, in the round. Yeah. And but if you get that close to somebody, there is always the chance that you can connect. But there again, is that an old wives' tale? Is it because you're standing that close to them that you can connect psychically? You can connect psychically with somebody three million miles away, You know, have we have we debunked that theory that we are necessarily or is it the person just not understanding the difference between psychic and mediumship and dipping into the psychic because they don't understand the difference between the two types of energy and and how it's using. So can we say it's because of closeness, which I don't feel actually holds water anymore? Or is it because they are just not trained to understand the difference?
0: Yeah. And I go for the latter with that. Uh, again as i said we are responsible for our energy therefore we are responsible also how are utilizing that energy are we utilizing it in our mediumistic connection or are we utilizing it in the psychic and knowing the difference between the two but uh, also there is this in the round there is also another factor to consider being up on a platform in the public gaze is not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, we had a beautiful medium down south who came through the circles, did all the training, everything. And every time she got on the platform, she threw up, which is not a really good start to the service, bless her, but she couldn't handle that being in the public gaze. So if you threw her into the, in the round where we're thinking that's a lovely energy actually for some people that might be like being in the gladiators ring in ancient rome you know you think oh my god they're going to bring the bears out in a minute or something <laughs> 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 So, uh, yeah.
1: grabbers. bring out the message grabbers
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my yeah. partner my partner once said he's a lovely fellow and he supported me really well uh and he said about something he said you know what so far that woman's father has been a tank commander an astronaut (laughs) as I
1: said four arms three legs two noses you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we go back to uh the mediumship standards there are a lot of mediums who don't give what they get but give it how they think it should be therefore changing the message and in all possibility depriving the recipient of understanding it yeah there is we do that story about the fish i've seen people say oh he's holding up a trout and uh, no that's not what you're seen. you saw a fish mm. don't worry about what fish it was <laughs> or oh he's holding up a fish So i think you need omega-3 in your diet <laughs>
1: it's Oh it really? always comes down to the medication, doesn't it? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh good. You're Glass channeling... water.
1: You need to drink more. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're channeling a dietitian. Well done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Barry makes a great point there because sometimes, as I said much earlier, I don't know, it seems quite a while ago now that you know sometimes you have to adapt the message if they were ones whose language was very ripe. Mm. Or if they were ones who maybe had had a really sad ending, and you know they are not mixing their words about how and what happened, but you may have to change it to make it appropriate for the sensitivities of the recipient listening. So yeah. although you don't want to add to the to the whatever you're being given in whatever form, sometimes you have to adjust it to make it appropriate for that environment. You know, if you had a you know a heavy drinking, loud mouthed arrogant, um, swearing father, you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to come through with the language he might have used to his daughter on a regular basis. Yeah. Though the daughter would probably recognize that and say, you've definitely got my dad here, that's the language he would have used. There are ways of presenting that. So it's a fine balance between not changing the, the understanding, the integrity of the information you're being given, but maybe making it appropriate for public ears.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, and little phrases like, uh, I'm having to filter quite a lot of what's being said here because you know, I we cannot say that in church or on a Sunday. And even mm-hmm. that will give that because it is the recipient's message. And this is something sometimes we as platform mediums tend to forget because we're trying to make sense of it. And it's like, it's not your message.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's it's, it's him talking to them, nothing yeah. to do with you. <laughs>
1: get out of the way i remember my my father using one word that i'd never ever heard him use about how he felt his relationship was with my mother and it was such a strong word and it completely it can com- it, it was him because he uh, used a word that completely described in an adult way adult to adult rather than uh, father yeah. to daughter it completely was him and yet, maybe the if if the if the if the medium had used a different word, mm. it wouldn't have had the same impact. It's a difficult call, and it's just experience and and again, people skills and knowing what's appropriate when and where and how and and whether that's going to make a difference. And and either way, good or bad, it's it's just experience. This is why people shouldn't go on the platform too early. Yeah. But that's a that's yeah. a big discussion in
0: its own right, isn't it? Oh, most definitely. Um, I'm a great advocate of, and we will actively do it here at Paul. That any new mediums to the circuit to get up on the platform, with we fortunately we have a lot of training mediums come and work here, so they can sit on the platform and start to build that craft rather than what's happening at the moment. Well, off you go, uh, you know, you're going to be up there an hour and a half. You've had. You've just come out of the safety and the sanctuary of your circle and now you've got to do an hour and a half in front of people looking at you, you know, and in your mind you've got them judging you and, you know, got the noose out ready for you and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lovely Bill Rich. Good evening, sir. I've got a rare night off from you, of you, for you even.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stop digging yourself a hole. Just...
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's sitting up there talking to that guy. stop,
1: stop <laughs> it <laughs> sorry about that Bill just can't get the staff these days
0: <laughs> often mediums use the excuse, spirit told me to say it, mediums forget you're responsible for what you mm. say and do spot on Bill
1: in spot law we are, Bill. there is no third person responsibility in law you know. we had
0: on uh, open platform night, somebody gave advice about discontinuing medication or we, that is an absolute no, no, you don't do that. Well, that's what spirit said, and all of a it came out of your mouth. So you're the end point in this conversation. So I'm telling you, no.
1: This is what I worry a little bit about people who, um, and, and, and something that I'll be covering in in, in the course, and um, in, in, in empowering your spiritual address about being very careful uh, about saying, oh, I'm in trance when I give an address everything you say you are responsible for and if you're doing trance you have in a completely different environment people know that what you're doing it's not an open platform or an open service where you go into trance like that it is not appropriate because you are not responsible if you don't know what you've said so i mean that's just my feeling that's just my Mm -hmm. feeling you have to be so careful because at the end of the day the law doesn't recognize working with spirit as a communication what comes out of your mouth is your responsibility.
0: That that is an interesting perspective. Thank you, thank you. That is, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you later that just answered a question. Thank you. Put the invoice in the post. <laughs>
1: I'm, waiting the, I'm waiting for the onslaught of people to say, "Oh, that's the only way I work." Well, you know, <laughs> environment, absolutely great. If you're doing trance and everybody knows what's happening and they understand and they, that is absolutely fine, but to sort of go into it when you're not aware. Most of us, are, you know, there's light trance. I mean, most of us will be aware that there is words coming out from a higher, oh, thank you, Bill, from a higher higher cells. We have great knowledge that we have access to. We don't need the spirit world to access it. Um, and you'll often think, my goodness, did I really say that? Well, as long as you are aware that you're actually saying it, there is no problem.
0: I, I loved it in my, and it still happens. i an address and I'll say something, or something will come out, and I'll, in my mind, I think, that's interesting. And yes. I have to say, hang on a minute. <laughs> right on down,
1: finding,
0: I <laughs> I'll please me, and I'm, I'm my own biggest critic, so I've done well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's> that. <laughs>
0: yeah but don't go that far um anyway (laughs) andrea what a great evening (laughs) thank you reverent as always (laughs) yeah you're gonna you've started a tidal wave now you know that there's gonna be all these churches ripping their seating out but do you know what if you have got the space and the format to try these things yeah, I, I always get this great sense of fear sometimes from our committees up and down the land uh, and this fear of failure and it denies so many opportunities. You know what, if you try something, it doesn't work. What is the end result? You know, has anybody died? No. Has the building caught fire and burnt down? No. you tried it. It may not have worked in that format but you might then lead on to well actually that didn't quite work but what about this mm. uh and trying... that's being
1: progressive. that that is the proper term of the word progressive isn't it
0: mm. yeah
1: and staying still not being stuck in a rut you know it is. and the proof is in the people that aren't coming to and i got told off by a lovely english lady who lives in greece who's when very upset when I was talking about bums on seats, if we're not getting on bums on seats, then we have to look at the equation and think, what's wrong with the equation? There has to be something wrong with it. And maybe these are all ways that we can show people, you know, that it's not the traditional church environment, that it has a new understanding, a new dynamic. And and we're prepared to embrace that to get bums back on seats.
0: Yeah, and it's it's listening to the narrative. Um, I have it it grates on me this word when you hear committees or leaders or whatever talking about it's what they want and i think do you know what from from here on in everything you say i'm going to disagree with because who are they have you ever asked they have you actually engaged with they or are you basing it all on your opinion of what you think they i can't stand that word want
1: are you talking about the spirit world in in, in the they no
0: congregations of oh,
1: the of oh, the congregation but also well we've always done it like this so why should we change it yeah. because change might just challenge you and that won't be much much fun won't it you know yeah.
0: and a closing note there from lovely jamie which is so true yeah. yes. if we don't offer what people need we will fail yeah. and yeah jamie very simply put thank you
1: and why is it that every, that there are these wonderful circles appearing on Zoom day in, day out and have stayed on Zoom? It's because we've changed the way we've presented. There are, just to tell you quickly, there were some wonderful results by Heidi Campbell, um, uh, research by Heidi Campbell in the States, who over a period of many years has looked at why religion has become so successful with the virtual cathedral, the virtual church online. And she says it's precisely because we're giving people what they want and what they need. And we are taking away from them what that which didn't serve their purpose because we thought it was appropriate and it always had to be done that way. And she's, you know, she's got so many statistics to show that this online working as an example is the way forward. And why? Because it's informal, it's warm, it's non-threatening, you haven't got the dynamics of cliques. I could go on forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You haven't got to wear trousers.
1: No slippers, got my slippers on and a foot still because I'm only four foot (laughs) ten.
0: Lovely Reverend Ashley Oliver. Hello, my darling. since we must catch up. We must catch up. Uh, A church or center is an interface created between spirit and the congregation for a moment in time. It moves and breathes the will of the divine. So often it is forgotten and the same old, same old is. Yeah. 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 I know you've recently joined us, Ashley, I was saying earlier on, every service is unique. It's a unique event, it's a unique happening. Uh, and it's that conglomeration of the spirit world of the uh, attendees of the committee, the demonstrators, and it's, it's just like a recipe, you'll never make that recipe ever again. So yeah, oh, the
1: Umami effect. You know about the umami effect, don't you? No. Oh, I'm going to tell you. I've got to finish, but maybe this is the point to finish on. In okay. Japanese cookery, there is this wonderful ingredient called umami, and it's that bit of the. I mean, it's, we've tried to bottle it in this country, but it's not actually an ingredient. It's the essence of the chef that is thrown in to make it unique. Mm-hmm. So every envi- every church, every church service, every centre service has its own umami quality. And if you can, if you could bottle it, it'd be worth a fortune. But you can't bottle it because it's unique and individual, and it's it moves and it's diverse and it's wonderful. And if we can allow that umami effect from each and every one of us to be pulled into the centre of this in the round, that's the energy we're trying to create. Yeah. Brilliant. So that umami x That umami moment, and you bottled it. You well, not literally. But you, you got it, you got it. That's the thought for today. Oh, thank you, Ashley. Yeah, obviously, you know about the Japanese umami ingredient, and you can't buy it in Tesco, even though they want to try and sell it to you.
0: Ashley is a very clever lady, <laughs> a very <laughs> clever lady. I love it to bits. Anyway, everybody, thank you for your time. Angela, thank you. Thank you for being gentle on me and not making me work too hard. do to do later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrifying it's so funny
0: no it's been absolutely beautiful evening uh next week on easter saturday our lyceum night welcomes mark stone to talk to us so looking forward to catching up with mark our online activities tomorrow as always we stream our services live from the church We've got a double special, actually, we've got a triple special now tomorrow. Um, to Mark Hydesville Day. Mark Stone is our medium here in church, and he will be talking about spiritualism looking back and looking forward. So, a slight change getting away from the wrappings and everything. We also have, as part of that service, a spiritualist naming ceremony for the newest member of our congregation. And the return of the lovely Ted. Ted is 93 years young. It was his birthday uh, two weeks ago, and unfortunately he had a fall, so he spent uh, a little while courtesy of Paul Hospital. He is returning to us, I'm informed, on Sunday, so we can have the late birthday party for the wonderful Ted. So tomorrow, get the glasses out and party on down. Anyway, <clears throat> Angela, again, brilliant. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, As always. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to so much working with you with these courses coming up. That would be great. I absolutely looking forward. Do I actually get to put anything into these courses, or just uh, blank my screen out and sit there and shut up?
1: I don't. I, I, well, that's not what <sighs> I was anticipating, especially when you've got this remarkable. Um, enlightened moment that you're going to show. with us. No, I expect you to be uh, <laughs> doing... Uh, doing we, we can all make sure that he does all the uh, all the tasks. Now oh, I've got some great tasks lined up. I'm afraid you're in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sue there. Bless Ted. So pleased he's back. Yeah, we've missed Ted. Julie Couch. I've said to this guy, I said, do you know what? I said, you've gone viral. When I put the note out about you being in hospital, the, the amount of comments and all over the world, he went, Oh, really? He, he's, he's an old bro. He's lovely. Anyway, everybody, have a beautiful, wonderful evening. Angela, you can put some tonic in that gin now and just sit Thank back you. and relax. you. I didn't notice
1: I was meaning to slur my words. I wondered if you'd notice. Yeah, I
0: thought, I oh, know, you shouldn't put the tonic in so you can't see the bubbles. <laughs> crafty, eh?
1: Well, you just leave the bottle open for a little while. That's all you said, Bobby. <laughs> I'm half Irish, you know. I've kissed the lardy stone, can't you tell? <laughs>
0: Yeah, very true. Do comment there. Ted is on everyone's healing ch- list in every church. Bless it. is such, such a star. Anyway, have a great night, everybody. Look after yourselves. I say don't forget, you can tune in, watch the um, service, a special day from Paul tomorrow. If not, join us next Saturday, 7 p.m. GMT, where we welcome back the lovely Mark Stone to talk with us. So have a great night, everybody.
1: Good night.